This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Everything still good. Sound good? Mm -hmm. Everything looks good. It's like fucking 90 degrees outside. I know, but it feels so good. I know. I (sighs) love it. I'm so happy. I don't know. My body is is very confused because I've been like (laughs) extremely seasonal depressy. Mm Mm-hmm. And the oh, sun goes same. down at like fucking five. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it's 90 <laughs> degrees outside. And I'm like, what's happening? Right. I, I'm so, <laughs> I, my body is so confused. Somebody posted that I'm friends with on Facebook. It was a, like a, a meme and it was like, um, I forgot that how November is, how it like is, there is no afternoon in November. It just no. literally is daytime. Now it's night. Yeah. It's night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's nighttime. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, just so strange yeah it feels very very weird like we went to that soccer game last night Mm -hmm. and by the time the soccer game was over i was like what is it like midnight it's like 9 30 i know (laughs) yeah what's what's going on early tomorrow it's it's only eight yeah (laughs) you're you're fine yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh plus mercury being in retrograde too it's Has that like, fucked your week up? I yeah. don't notice it too much. No. Oh, I'm I was just, crying on the couch for no reason last week. Yeah. I was like I've crying. Been, I've been just sad sack. Yeah. This is this week has not been my favorite. It's Me not my neither. Favorite. And I, I can't quite put my finger on why. It's not like anything truly disastrous has happened. I've just felt like sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just depressed for like no reason. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's I you know, uh, I I know this time of year I tend to get uh, reflective uh, because it's starting you know, the holiday season. The holiday seasons, the anniversary of everything. I I get sometimes like this right before New Year's too, where it's like feels like okay, well, what have you accomplished mm. and that kind of thing. And so, trying to be a little kinder to myself, I I don't feel like I accomplished what I set out to this year, you know, where I'm like, well, this year but, was also 0.2 seconds long. Right. I know this year uh, was no. the fastest year of all time. It, like Jesus, flew really by. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So yeah, I think that that's part of my like, ugh, is, but is will just you, being like, well, still here in this, but space. are you ever going to feel like, I feel like we're very similar in in certain respects and it's like will you ever feel like you've accomplished what you want to accomplish because I always feel that way too I feel that way and I look back on this last year and I'm like I left my job mm-hmm. I like started a new life for myself essentially we have an LLC we have a business right, yeah. we've made strides yeah a lot of strides and it still feels like I didn't do enough yeah and like that's I've, not true that's the script that I've had in my head though like for as long as I can remember, even as a child, like not enough. That mm. is is a constant like battle mm. against that that voice in my head that yeah. I have is is always like not enough, not enough, not right. enough. Right, and so, and so it's not yeah, that you didn't do enough. It's that it's going to always be this kind of like it, you know tape that gets played over and over. Right, right. And I I posted that thing to our Facebook group where they were talking about 
it never hit me until I read that and then I shared it that um, I have always, I always felt like I didn't have enough to offer anybody. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I thought I could offer was being easy as in Mm. like being like low maintenance right and not ever needing too much or asking for too much or being too demanding and how actually damaging that is and how damaging it is like your self-worth and your self-esteem and Mm. like what it it can actually like do to you and you have to undo that and it's so hard to do oh i've i've a hundred percent leaned on being low maintenance girl Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of my life. And it really does stem from somebody made a comment about like the the triggering aspect of having abandonment issues, which I 100% do. And but when you're when you're in your early 20s, in late teens and things, and you're heading into adult life, it's hard to recognize what that's stemming from. So you're just like, I just want to be the easy girl. I not, you know what I mean? It's that cool girl mm -hmm. monologue from Mm -hmm. Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's is the best part of the the book because it nails that perfectly i feel like we've all kind of had to go through that where we're like oh yeah i'm the cool girl mm-hmm. I'm the, well, I, yeah i do the, feel like we've caved to these like societal pressures that tell us like if you are too demanding you will be de- you be, will be labeled high maintenance mm-hmm. and unworthy of yeah. love and people will leave you you know yep. and i yep. and i've always had that feeling where i'm just like you know we have imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where we think that we're not good enough and then it's like well because i'm not good enough i better not ask for anything ever right because that's my one redeeming quality is at least i'm not a pain in the ass you know what i mean but see and i've like, found now like okay my, so my part of the reason why my marriage ended was because of that you mm. know because i i internalized well and 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 also like uh it's it's being with people now and having boundaries and speaking my mind and being like oh i don't like that you know like i get a lot more respect and guys are way more into me because i'm like i have i have opinions i have boundaries i respect myself obviously no one wants to be with like a doormat and that's something that i had to learn like i had become such a doormat Mm -hmm in my 20s like you know and you take your power back yeah Yeah. you just don't respect someone like that i didn't respect myself and you know my partner ended up not respecting me because he's he knows that he could see it he could see it yeah i think it's we need to reframe not to just keep talking about things that are in the the facebook group although you should just join it and then you would know what we're talking about yes um (laughs) but i i also posted a thing where they were like when people call you intimidating you have to reframe Mm. that as like am i intimidating or are you intimidated right Mm -hmm. and it changes like it allows you to kind of like live in your power a little bit more you know what i mean and not not like it's not my business if you're intimidated by me (laughs) you know like sorry you know yeah and my level of maintenance quote unquote has nothing to do with my value yes absolutely yeah and our value isn't wrapped up into whatever quote unquote ideals you have for what a woman should or should not be. And, and I shouldn't be grateful that I'm, I'm just getting attention from you yeah. either. And you speaking know. of ideals of what a woman should be, I know that all three of us are fucking heated about that going. whole T.I. thing. <laughs> wow. Oh, I want to inflict bodily harm on him. Because what? it it is... It, 
abuse, mm-hmm. first of all. And it the is internet abuse. is a wild place where people are defending him. It's so strange. It's so, so gross. What happened was T.I. was on a podcast recently and the host of the podcast asked him if he had had the sex talk with his children. And he has an 18-year-old daughter and he said, I've, I've way more than had the sex talk with her. We go to the gyno every year together. And he said, we'll have our birthday celebrations. She'll open all of her gifts. And then the next day, I'll put a post-it note on her door that says gyno 930. And then we go to the gynecologist together. Mm. Um, he explained that I can't imagine my dad going to the gynecologist. It's first of all disgusting. mm -hmm, The gynecologist is already invasive. It's already uncomfortable. Right. right? You're already uncomfortable. And as somebody who grew up in purity culture, I had a purity ring. That level of anxiety, you already feel it about like your parents disapproval or your community's disapproval about you possibly engaging in any kind of sexual activity. So the amount of anxiety Mm -hmm. it would cause to then have your dad take you in to have your hymen checked, which is unscientific Mm. in the first place and has absolutely no value. Um, and then but the, like, what is this like 1800s? This is this medieval is shit. So crazy. Yeah. And and it makes me sad because I'm like, um, it's it's so crazy here. It, it's happening. That kind of shit happens all over the world. Well, the, still, the UN in actually fucking 19. Yeah. The UN last year actually put out a thing that said that um, that virginity testing, including mostly using fingers to check the Ugh. if your hymen is intact right. or not, is a human rights violation yeah. because of the amount of psychological damage yeah. uh, and societal damage in some communities that it can do to young women. Not to mention the fact that the doctor, this is the part that is so... Well, there's a couple things that are deeply upsetting to me about this. There's yeah. let's where's the list? Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the list for me. Let it's me that count the ways the doctor says to him. Um, well, first of all, ch- talks to the daughter and says, like, we need your permission mm-hmm. to share this information with your father because she's 18 mm-hmm. and um, it, it would violate HIPAA if she didn't sign a consent form to share the, the results with her dad. Her dad is right there. Yeah. And basically, he admits to saying to her, like, do you have anything to hide from me? Which is so fucking damaging coming from your parent. God. Because it's coercion. It's you're under duress, basically. Yeah, exactly. So she allows him consent, which I don't think counts because you're under duress. And then they the doctor does try to explain to him there are lots of ways that the hymen can get broken um, and also you can engage in sexual intercourse and the hymen can remain intact. It's not a telltale, you know, and and he says she doesn't ride any horses. She doesn't ride any bikes. She doesn't play any sports. Go get me my results. Ugh. Oh my God. Which is so fucking gross. And then he announces to the whole fucking world something that is private medical information. Oh, yeah. Of his daughters. Mm. It's not his information to be saying because he then comes out and says, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is intact. And I'm proud of that, which is so gross. It's so gross. gross. Okay. So I have gone on a date in the past year with somebody that was uh, close to 40 and was still a virgin. Um, Not a turn on. Why are we fetishizing like 
yeah. virginity. Like I, well, I just don't. To, I don't, to me, here's the thing. It's like it's not a it's, fucking prize. It's, it's your it's, business. First exactly. of all, purity culture and virginity culture. That entire thing, I think, is damaging, and it was damaging to me. I think in a lot of ways. I understand having expectations for your children, but maybe have a conversation with them. Develop that kind of respect that comes from having a conversation and treating your child like a person. Yeah. But whatever you decide to do, if you want to hold on to your virginity until you meet somebody that you feel like you want to share that with, right. that's fine. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Well, the more important conversation is, are you safe? Yes. Do you know what your boundaries are? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where what you should actually be concerned about. Because right. I'm sorry, T.I., you were fucking... This man cheated on his wife a bunch of times. I sincerely doubt he treats his sons this way. This is where I was about to go because this is what really gets me lit up is because the hypocrisy of the way that you treat your daughter versus how you would treat a son in this situation. It is a prize for your son to go out and get his dick wet any way possible. But heaven forbid your daughter has sex. Yeah, and let, ju- me, let me tell you, the biggest way that you can get me to do something is to mm-hmm. to fucking be like that about it. Mm-hmm. If I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I I just like, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> we know I, that's that Keegan and I share that mm-hmm. motto. Don't tell me what to do. Um, and yeah, it's just like, have you no recollection of what it was to be a teenager? <laughs> right. Well, be like, <laughs> if you make something so like, so forbidden or so like wrong i'm like well I'm well but you know what have to do that as, now. as much as i am now don't tell me what to do about fucking anything and i was to a certain degree back then i also wanted to please my parents so badly like i wanted to make sure whatever i was doing i cried when my mom found out that i'd had sex because she was disappointed in mm. me Aww. and it was awful because i wanted my parents to be proud of me and I wanted mm-hmm. to do what they wanted mm-hmm. you know because I wanted you know I you wanted to please, please them. them yeah yeah and so I can understand what that must feel like right. to be in that kind of like high anxiety situation that like with that your died dad. in me I don't know what actually killed it but that that kind of died in me around like 15 oh yeah I think, I think mine was around 11 <laughs> yeah don't fucking tell me what to do don't tell me what to do Ugh. no that's still that's punk kid. Yeah. God used to call me punk kid. This is uh, my worst state podcast. It is. That yeah, it welcome. is. Hi. Hi. I'm Christina. I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. Yay. What's up? What's Glad up? you're here. So um, Cassie, Christina and I were kind of talking about, I mean, mm-hmm. what we just talked about could probably also follow under this umbrella. Okay. But we were discussing that we, the, the internet is such a wild place and there's so much weird shit on it. And we should have um, a segment when it when it fits. That is what the fuck. What what the fuck news? Mm-hmm. So somebody I, I love this already. Yeah, not not to um, keep doing this, but somebody in our Facebook group shared this, and I feel like we need to discuss. You can, and I saw this a couple years ago, and I remember feeling like, what the fuck then? And then I blocked it out (laughs) of my memory altogether. I was like, my brain was like, you don't need that information. Mm -hmm. Make way Mm -hmm. for the new season of Schitt's Creek. You don't need that. (laughs) Throw that away. Fucking Um, that show so much. But there, you can have your loved one's ashes preserved in a glass vibrator 
This is what it says. Okay. Have your loved one's ashes preserved in a glass vibrator and keep the intimacy alive even when your former spouse is not. This unique sex toy allows you to pack up to 21 pack up to 21 grams of the dearly departed inside of it so you can enjoy their company every night. I I cannot Uh, with that. I also don't want to pack my loved one into anything. Seems like that's where you put your weed. Right. (laughs) Honestly, that's where you hide your weed. You could put put your your weed weed in there. Yeah. No. I hate this. Yeah. Mm. A vibrator urn. I hate this. This is, it feels like desecration. Creation, doesn't it? I don't it do does. that. I feel like that's a crime. Please oh my Chris god, to not do this. To oh, me. <laughs> of course, like I don't know why I need a vibrator, but I don't want this done. I don't no. want. I don't Mm-mm. want this. I, I don't, feel I like something it. would be. Who's buying this? And who's getting like turned on by it? Do you know what I mean? <gasps> like, like oh. I got a good idea. It's oh. like sexy time. I'm all turned oh. on now. I'm gonna. I, I feel like that's you not dealing with your grieving Sick. properly. Go see a therapist, John. Up. You, oh, oh, gross. No, you need to go see a therapist. I if you this. have not dealt with your grieving in a healthy way, Here's, which clearly you have not. I want to hear a weird thing about me with death. So I don't want to be buried. I want to be I want to be cremated. Mm-hmm. But I have a really weird thing about like, I don't want my ashes separated. Like, I don't mind that you scatter my ashes, but they, you got to do, do it all, all in one place. Like, I don't want like I people who are like oh, oh I have a, little a little bit here. of grandma here i got a little bit of- no, oh i don't that. like that either i don't like that i feel like that i don't know why no it feels like yeah i i feel the same way my i don't just together i don't want to be i don't all in one chunk please one, 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 i didn't want to be severed in life one dump. i don't want to be yeah one, one dump 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 one and done one single dump. <laughs> dump and done <laughs> dump, dump and done policy i um i saw one thing about um the coolest thing because there seems to be a lot of products now that you can like turn people's ashes into. Do you want to be a tree? A tree. I love that. I want to be a tree. tree. Yeah. Yeah. But um, another one I saw is uh, you can get it put onto a record. Oh, I think we talked about this before. I "I actually don't hate that. I feel like we talked about this. Weird. She doesn't no. have the same issue with yeah, no, splitting up the ashes. I was like Egyptian in my past life and feel like I have to go all together. <laughs> no, I'm I'm you know? with you on. I'm, it's like where's that come from? I'm with you on that. I I don't know. I'm very weird about like the death conversation because my family. I feel like it usually runs in families where you're like you're either barriers or you're cremators. Mm. And like my family, barriers. Mm. They're all they've all been buried. And like I get that, but I have this weird thing about like taking up space yes, that I feel like me. I don't need to take up. That's me. And I'm so I, glad Chris and I both agree on this mm-hmm. and, and we're both on the same page. But I also feel weird about being cremated. I don't know. I like the idea of, this is the darkest I like the idea of being a tree <laughs> because I feel like you're providing, you're giving back something, to the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can still, I, but you know, I also feel like I would only want to really be a tree if my family had property that was like in the family. Mm. I don't want to be sold Mm. to like a stranger and then right. end up or like made into like paper yeah <laughs> get chopped down right from, someone put a plaque on it so they know i'm there right. like right. you know <laughs> this redwood is very precious this is this is, this is keegan uh, keegan 2.0 uh, yeah but yeah for the love of god please don't put me in a vibrator sprouts, keegan. Yeah. don't pack 21 grams of me nah. into a vibrator. Yep. definitely fucking not i hate i hate that this is even a thing oh my god I, see i immediately tried to block it out of my brain and go somewhere else with it yeah yeah, yeah we moved right on 
along. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> like a fucking freight train. Let's get out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No oh, shit. Wow. Yikes. Ugh, we've got new patrons. <laughs> uh, we do. And first of all, and we, uh, one of our uh, new uh, <laughs> new tiers is not going to be a glass dildo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We, good way it's to not, fold that into the not, conversation. Not in our uh, merch <laughs> right now. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Hey, hey you know, there's... We got some shout outs from uh, people that we missed last time. Yes. Leah Redding. Yes. Who we love. And I can't believe we missed. I feel like, yeah, I feel I, like we'd. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we talked to her so much yeah. on the Facebook group that I'm I'm like, how, how did we miss Yeah, and we how? met her because she yeah. came to our yeah. live show. So yeah, I think maybe I our brains just filled in that we, like, must oh, yeah, we must have. Because we must have. Given her a you. shout out. Yeah. So we're so sorry that we missed you. Um, and then also it came to our attention that we missed Caitlin Dawkins as well. And Caitlin. we are so sorry. It was certainly not intentional on our part at all. All you know, we need to develop We're a better a better system for making sure that everybody gets their shout out. If you're um, missing a shout out, DM us. Please let, let us know. know. Yeah. yeah, that is not we're, intentional. We're making we're making an Excel sheet. We're 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 we have a business now. We're going to be we got super super business women. Now. Yes, we're going to be more organized. We <laughs> promise. Um, Sounds like stuff I say to myself, like in, yeah. on New Year's Day. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be. This year's 2020 gonna be is the year. 2020 is the year. Yes. <laughs> um. So yes, we want to give a shout out to Leah and Caitlin. Um. Thank you so much for your continued support. It really does mean so so much to us, and we appreciate it so much. And for hanging out with us on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And then we have two new patrons. One of whom you guys may have heard on this podcast because she uh, hung out with us during a recording once, and that is our friend Amy, friend of the pod. We Amy, friend of the pod, friend of us in IRL. Yeah. yeah. So um, we love you so so much. She was one of the very first people to buy our merch. She's a great, um, wonderfully supportive friend who I'm so happy to have in my life. (laughs) She's my my maid of honor, my matron of honor. No big deal. Yeah. Amy is somebody that I'm like, if I could ever like shrink people down and just like put them them in in my pocket, pocket, Mm. I I want to pocket Amy so bad. Honestly, I wish one of us had a rap career because she would be the best hype woman. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Put a giant clock on her because amazing. (laughs) Flavor Mm Amy. And then also um, Drea Manzan, who uh, I did a show with a while ago, Andrea, and she came to our live show as well. She is awesome. She is so cool. You guys should follow her on Instagram. Let me give her Instagram handle a shout out, actually. Um, Oh, yeah. It's just Drea underscore Manzan. She is one of the most like stylish, cool people I've ever seen. Like she always looks like. Wow, I'm right here. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) With awkward. (laughs) Not a lick of makeup on. (laughs) Hair looks like like a garbage pail kid. Excuse me. Yeah. She's just like she's just beautiful and fun and wonderful. And I'm so happy that she has joined our Patreon family. Thank you so much. We just did a a Patreon. well, it'll be going up soon. We just did Sleeping with the Enemy for our God, crazy and love brilliant. movie. It Woo. should be up by the time this uh, episode comes out. So we if you are at a five, well. if you are at a five dollar or above level on um, Patreon, you can go listen to that right now. It was a doozy. Ooh, Sleeping with the Enemy. So much hair. <laughs> sleeping so, with a mustache. So much hair. <laughs> sleeping with chest hair. Sleeping Oof. with a mullet. Ugh. It's a lot. It's a lot it's of a hair. Lot. Yeah. 
brought to you by hair I oh. know. <laughs> for fmk we got a like brilliant fucking oh. suggestion that oh. picture is perfection it's a rock formation it is a rock formation mm-hmm. so we've we got a deep dive into this okay so Mount fuck mary kill mm-hmm. chris rock the rock kid rock oh well, well. i think we all know <laughs> Do we though? You know what? I met a girl once who was very proud to say that she had fucked Kid Rock, and I was oh, like, honey, "Honey, no." She said that she had fucked Kid Rock and Snoop Dogg, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like that. I, I don't know if I like Kid Rock." The only person that um, the Doctor Film thing is all I see now. The meme that goes around, it's like, "Why does Kid Rock look like Doctor Phil <laughs> yes. dresses Kid Rock?" Yes. <laughs> The only person like I I met a girl once that bragged to me about like um fucking uh Puff Daddy P Diddy okay I like P Diddy it's enough but yeah I feel like he'd be I feel like he'd be a selfish lover I don't dislike him I just feel like he would he'd be not appreciative yeah at all I stand Mm -hmm. P Diddy but I love um it goes to my junior mafia days there you go there you go um so. Yeah, we're okay. So we're all gonna kill Kid Rock. Yeah, that's not that's not yeah. A, I think that's yeah. Part. yeah. Like I just I, I think just now think it's like he looks he looks like he smells like lake water. Like <laughs> goddamn Lake Erie. I don't like that. Lake water. You know that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Oh God, and he just has that like old like old cigarette mouth. <laughs> You know, yeah. Like, there are ashtrays right next to the bed. Yeah, for oh, sure. sure. Yeah, a hundred. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. and I feel like he maybe has a flag hanging in front of his window instead of blinds or curtains. <laughs> oh my God, a hundred. You know, yeah, that's the situation happening there, and yes. I don't like it. Yes. I don't like it one and bit. In towels in his bedroom. Although I will always sing that Cheryl Crow Kid Rock picture we duet at karaoke. Of course, I'll, I'll do that one hundred percent of the time, but. But, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay. So then you All got right. The Rock and Chris Rock. Okay. This one's actually That's hard, actually. Who are you me. gonna marry? Who are you gonna fuck? You gonna fuck? God, you Did know what? Chris Rock just got just get divorced? You know what? Here's Keep my hot take. forever. And you guys know how much I love The Rock. Mm-hmm. Like real hard. Yeah. And in many situations, I would marry The Rock. But I think in this situation, I can't even believe I'm saying it, but I fucking love Chris Rock. And I'm going to marry Chris Rock and I'm going to fuck the face off of. Fuck the face <laughs> off. <laughs> the <Dwayne> face. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your face right off. <laughs> fuck your face right off. I, you know, I don't think that that's a bad take at all, actually. There is something about Chris Rock that I'm like, I feel like it would be kind of fun to marry him. It's so funny. Yeah. And I feel like he would he would grill you like a good rack of ribs and mm. he would make his own barbecue sauce yeah, he and would. he would crack jokes the whole time. The, th- the so thing funny. that gets me about Chris Rock, uh, did you see that documentary, Good Hair? Like yes. he made that documentary specifically because of his what his daughters had to go through. And, and you know I just what? think that that's so Bless fucking you. sensitive a and of, amazing. Yeah, oh. a lot of people had weird takes about that, about that documentary. I but I watched it. Amazing. And as somebody who like struggled with my hair identity, um, it actually was great. I yeah. actually was so happy that somebody was finally talking about this. I feel mm-hmm. like it was the first time we had like an open dialogue about right. like what that's actually like for, yeah. for black women. It was great. It was I, I was happy. Yeah. And it's yeah. so well done. And mm-hmm. his, his uh. so I actually, 
I am going to marry Chris Rock as well because I also just feel like day-to-day conversation mm-hmm. with Chris Rock, he seems like somebody that is extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like- Super down to earth. Super down to, down to earth. earth. Yeah. And I just feel like that could be like really stimulating conversations. I'm I'm more like mentally mm-hmm. attracted to Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And I think that that- Same. That's going to get me going more than The the Rock. I I think we're all on the same page, actually, because I really, really like The Rock. He seems Um, so nice. He seems nice. He seems funny. He seems like a good parent. Uh, He seems like very giving. He seems like a good husband. Yeah. He seems like a great Um, guy. We know he goes down because he's made that comment before. Yeah. So I I actually really, really like The Rock. It's nothing about that. fucking tall? What a beast of a fucking human he is. Oh, he could throw you around. Benjamin half. Yeah. That night that we're fucking, yeah, Mm. it's going to be great I'm gonna fuck his face off right off memorable <laughs> face off um, <laughs> remember that movie yes face off? exactly that's our sex life so uh, yeah i i absolutely love the rock i don't think you can go wrong mm-hmm. if you were to choose to marry the rock i do think that there is like a a comfortability about chris rock that i just feel mm-hmm. like it would be cozier yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. i feel like and also you don't have all these ladies trying to get with your man mm. constantly, like you would with The Rock. Right? Be like, well, always on guard. You'd be like, back up, yeah. back up, no, back up. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't worry about that. I, I feel like I feel like The Rock is a loyal person. He yeah, seems like right. I worry about these bitches. Oh yeah. no, no, I'm not worried about him. I just feel like it would get old to constantly yeah. have people, you know, be in your shit all the time. You know, whereas like with Chris Rock, you can come out, you can do your thing, you can, you know, go watch Madagascar 15 or whichever one he is, he is voicing and then you can go back to your really nice house far away from people and it'll be great. Yeah. 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 Here for this. I like it. Yeah. That was was a good good one. one. Mm -hmm. And we're all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I was like it. I was expecting one of us to pick the rock to marry. Yeah. 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 You thought it was going to be me. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. I did. I, I did. <laughs> He's I a hot, hot man. He's a very hot man. He's but a I very good looking Christina. man. Like that. There's some brains. Mm-hmm. Real brains on Brad there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the rock who is hanging brain. Yeah, he does. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You got the brains in your head and the brains in your jeans. He's got you big got brains. brains. He's got gene brains. The, the for brains sure. in your fanny pack. That picture <laughs> that is the picture. best. Oh my god, that turtleneck. <gasps> oh my god. Speaking of, did you see Kevin Hart? Dress yes, that's amazing. Dress. Oh, perfect. My god, it was so perfect. You know what? I just want to have money just so I can do Halloween the yeah. way that these people are doing Halloween. Right. Like that's, that's it. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay. It's all I want in life. I want to be able to afford a good lace wig for one night. Yeah. yeah. Just for one night. You, if you had money, you'd be like Heidi Klum. Oh my God, oh, I would go so goes, ham. Oh yeah, so ham for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm hiring that. someone to do prosthetics. We're doing <laughs> yeah, the no. whole fucking shebang. Okay? is gonna yeah. make my dress <laughs> from scratch, scratch, mm-hmm. scratch, scratch. Yeah, that kind of honestly, that kind of disposable income is actually a little like. Yeah. scary yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know someday someday <laughs> go buy t-shirts we want, <laughs> we, we want prosthetics we want, <laughs> we want celebrity <laughs> oh my god i loved it that um one of our patrons she bought a shirt and a phone case and she took a picture of the phone case today and she tagged christina in it and she's like Fuck, put a case out. on your phone <laughs> 
girl, but for real. But girl, honestly, okay, every okay. time I look at my cracked ass screen, I'm I like, know. Christina, don't be me. I know. I How know. How did it look? Did it look good? Oh, it Which looks great. It looked, she got the Who Raised, raised You phone you, The case. one that I want. I love that. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. 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 And we will be introducing a new design <sighs> here soon. So um, excited. Yeah. Before Black Friday, we'll be introducing a new design. So stay tuned for that in our merch shop. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Sounds good. And we're back. Hey, hey. All right. I'm going first. This is uh, not very long. Yeah. Is it your mm-hmm. crazy in love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, why yeah. do you think it was your? I'm so confused. No, mine's no, mine's next week. Oh. It's mine. It's mine. Well, you said you didn't bring notes. Oh, it was for the never. I okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here now. I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> okay, so I got this one off of Reddit. So this was my second Tinder date ever, and there were others that were definitely worse, which I might post later. But this one was just weird. We'd spoken a little beforehand to get to know each other, but honestly, it was pretty brief and we just decided it would be easier to get a drink and do the whole get to know you thing in person. I, I've done that, but mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely, you, you got to vet or you're going to end up in situations like this. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just know that ahead of time. Uh, I didn't get serial killer vibes when we arranged to go to a pub. I knew quite well, so I was comfortable. No indication anything weird was on the cards so troy turns up good looking guy great smile and i'm down for a nice evening i arrived a bit early so i've already got a drink we say hi and then the first one hits troy's going to get a drink do you want anything (laughs) no no wait it took me a moment to process and then i laughed a little because i figured uh, it was just a bit he was doing or something and i'd missed the lead in Oh, how wrong I was. <gasps> this went on for two Wait. goddamn hours before I finally managed to excuse so, myself. So time out. Wait, he called himself by his fucking own name? Yeah. I felt bad because he genuinely seemed nice, but my God, it drove me up the wall. Oh, I hate oh, this. Troy works at a law firm. <gasps> Troy knew this guy no, in school. Who? There's there's no. no level of nice. Troy's going to use the toilet. Absolutely fucking not. no. <laughs> No. Cassie hates this, and Cassie is only doing the rest of the podcast in this. Absolutely not, Cassie. <laughs> I'm going to put the kibosh on that right hate now. Who starts doing that, and then and how and why, and I, who didn't put a stop to that? So like, many questions. I don't understand. You don't have one assertive person in your life who's like, no, don't do that. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> we are not doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's enough. Oh my God. I wanted to turn around and say, what is going on? Are you not, Troy? Have I gone insane? But I didn't want to be rude, so I just left it and waited for the It's out. like that episode of um, Seinfeld that yes. happens on that episode of Seinfeld where he is referring to himself in the third person, and so she thinks that he's hooking her up with somebody, somebody else. else? <laughs> <laughs> and and then she's like, oh no, you're Bobby, or whatever the fuck his name was. No, I just, it's oh. too much confusion. We don't speak this way. No, Mm-mm. no. Yeah, you're a human. When we left to go our separate ways, he didn't push it, and I certainly wasn't gunning for a second date, so we hugged awkwardly, mm. and then we both went home. It was just straight weird. Still, to this day, I don't understand it. How does someone pick up an affectation like that 
The only thing I can think of was it was some kind of challenge or dare, a date where you only speak in third person and see how quickly the other person leaves or calls you out on it. But if that's so, Troy has some serious skill because that dude did not falter once. Wow. <laughs> I think I hate it. Uh, oh my God. I, I hope. It's so weird. My level, my patience level is so low. At this point in my life, like Mm -hmm. it is my patience meter is like so low. Mm. I just don't think I could. I I, I think I'd leave. Like as soon as he was like, Troy needs to go use the bathroom. It'd be like, I'm goodbye. I would be I would kind of laugh and I'd be like, why are you doing that? Like, that's how I would. Yes. Why are you doing that? Mm -mm. That's weird. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I I don't like it. Well, this one is another story from our girl at the Single Society. Yes. Yeah, I love this one. Um, okay. It says, uh, do, do, do. all right. I messaged Paul soon after we matched on Bumble because I can never quite seem to resist a uh, blonde Herculean gentleman complete with a healthy beard and an Adonis-like figure. Clearly. Oh, is he Hercules? Type. Yeah. Like, that's what that sounds like. <laughs> she's like clearly i have a type it's thor yeah oh there you okay go. yeah there yeah, you yeah. go paul wasted no time in replying and before i knew it we had set a date for the following wednesday to have dinner at a swanky new restaurant called the upland in gramercy district of new york city mm, sounds nice when i arrived at the restaurant paul was patiently waiting for me near the hostess stand and i was pleased to discover that his appearance had exceeded my expectations he was just as delectable looking in the flesh as on my iPhone screen. Oh, I'm getting, I, oh, I'm getting heated. <laughs> Once again, talking here. about like my lack of self-worth, I'd be like, something's wrong. <laughs> Immediately, I'd be like, I don't trust this at all. <laughs> Paul and I were seated at a table that was in a slightly awkward position, smack in the middle of the restaurant. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I don't like that. And people are that. going like by on display. They're uh, banging your elbows when they're oh. walking by. I don't like it. He mentioned that he would would like to ask to sit at another table, but given the fact that the restaurant was at full capacity with a line out the door, we just decided decided our table would do just fine. After sipping on some stiff Manhattans and Pisco sours, we put in an order in for salmon tartare, hummus crostini, and a and a pear oh, and I'm endive hungry. salad, followed by a beef short rib. I'm like. That shit sounds this is like so descriptive. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tasting that pear. Mm. <laughs> that we decided to split with a side of ratatouille. This, first of all, this place sounds amazing. Yeah, I know. Rat- exactly. Ratatouille sounds oh, amazing. So this good Yelp right review now. is fantastic. I'm right. like, my this mouth is like Yelp. filling with saliva. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Though Paul seemed to be a lovely human being, especially to look at, I didn't sense that there was much going on between the ears. As we began to discuss the, the movies we had recently viewed, I said, last week, I watched a really good movie called Frost Nixon about the Watergate scandals. I said, oh, I don't know what that is. He replied, puzzled. The Watergate scandal? You know, the whole thing that caused President Nixon to leave office? Um, not sure what you're referring to. You know, I do feel sometimes mm. that being very good looking mm. is a handicap. Yeah. Like somebody like they've just like cut you off the knees because like you it's like that episode of 30 Rock with the bubble with John Hamm where yes. it's just like everyone just treats you differently because you're yeah. really, really ridiculously, ridiculously good, good looking. looking. Yeah. Um, because how? 
How? How do you make it well, as it's, to an adult? Why we're, we're all going to fuck The Rock, but we married Chris Rock. That's, that's right. right. See? So, you know, see? It's yeah. so true. But I don't think The Rock is dumb. So I don't, I don't think fair. he's dumb either, yeah. but I mean, I'm I mean, sure he knows yeah. what Watergate is, but let's yeah. hope. <laughs> Despite his blatant ignorance for American history, the dinner was lovely as well as the company. Though I wasn't completely head over heels for Paul at the that particular moment, he asked me to join him again for drinks the following weekend, and I thought it was worth another shot. Paul paid the bill and, like a gentleman, assisted me in putting on my jacket. Oh, so okay, so nice. super nice. Immediately after we exited the restaurant to get into uh, into a taxi, our waitress came running out after us, shouting Paul's name with the bill folded or er, bill folded in hand. Paul seemed to scurry into the cab, but thinking he forgot his credit card or to sign the bill, I waited outside the car <gasps> to see what the fuss was about. No. The sweet and very attractive waitress looked rather perturbed as she held up the credit card receipt and leaned into the car to speak to Paul. You know, Mr. Paul, I'm very sorry that you weren't satisfied with the table you were given, <gasps> but if you were that upset about it, you could have just he, asked the hostess to be moved. He didn't tip. I do, I do not have any say on where people are seated in the restaurant. So punishing me for it isn't fair. I hope you have a wonderful evening. She handed me the credit card receipt and indignantly marched back to work. I can't believe. First of all, good for you. Good for her. I mean, as someone that has waited tables and I've always had a fantasy of like confronting people that stiff you. Well, she mm. works in probably a very busy restaurant in New York. She probably sees this shit all the time. And yep. at some point, I think you just, just like, like don't give it. a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She said, so confused, I read the receipt and then figured out the reason for her outright fury. On the line where the tip should have been was a big fat zero. <gasps> and next to it, Paul had written, service was great, but we had the worst table in the house. Oh, what a my God. What a piece of shit person. Nope. I retreated nope. back into the restaurant and left the waitress $30 in cash. She graciously thanked me for the tip, and I thanked her for tipping me off that Paul was a complete asshole. Thankfully, the taxi had left by the time I returned. Women uh, supporting women. Mm. Can I get a shout out? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Like, uh, I fucking mm. hate that. Like, the, the okay, boomer. For uh, real. Like, that's yeah, such okay. a, like, that's such a, like, yes. move where it's just, like, one thing about this situation like upset me. And so I'm going to withhold, especially at an expensive-ass restaurant like that. Fuck it's you. Look, it's not a perfect system. We know that the system is flawed and fucked up. But because the system is flawed, we need to tip. Because they're not making yeah. a living wage. That's that's, that's how it is. And, yeah. and honestly, like, if, if I even get a sniff of rudeness or like um entitlement entitlement or or condescension mm. towards like wait mm. staff or or we're done we're done we're so done and so if, and done if, and if you it's had an such a turn off expensive mm-hmm. ass meal so you know that that fucking like bill was expensive yeah. you get a meal like that and you don't tip at all wow yeah what a wow dick. what a dick yeah Okie dokie. So uh, this is from someone, uh, again, in our Facebook group. And she put this on there and I tagged you guys in it. And I was like, don't read it. I didn't. I didn't. I can't wait. She is great. She is so funny. And um, yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I am too. I've been holding out because I'm like, it's so hard because then you get, we get notifications. I yeah. know. So I'm yeah. like, oh, this is the post. I can't look at oh, it. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. look. Don't look. Yeah. She said, this story is for the new moms out there who might be able to relate. 
My daughter's father and I were not together at the time she was born. We had been struggling in our relationship for the duration of the pregnancy, and I had moved out. About three weeks after she was born, we decided to give our relationship another go and see if we could work things out and be a family. Yes, in hindsight, this was a terrible idea. However, we were on good ter- uh, however, we are on good terms and co-parent well together. Hooray for good co-parenting. Yes. Amen. Her father asked me to meet him at the Olive Garden and we had a lunch date and talked about some things. (sighs) Now I really am hungry. I want some breadsticks. uh, Like bad. Salad and breadsticks. Mm. God, that fucking salad dressing. That salad dressing is good. The happiest days in my fucking life was knowing that they sell Olive Garden salad dressing at the the grocery store. Yes. And you know what? I have to say, like, look. It just doesn't seem right, though. Like, it doesn't seem It's not the same. It's not the same. There's something about that, like, trash iceberg lettuce. Oh, yeah. It's garbage, but delicious. The way the Parmesan cheese, that specific Spirals out of the grater. Mm -hmm. And the pepperoncinis and the olives. And, and you you know, you have to dip your breadstick into the sauce. Into the dressing. And, Mm. uh, yeah, I will say, I'm completely well aware that Olive Garden is trash Italian food. Mm -hmm. I know it's not real Italian food by any means. I don't go there for their Italian food. I go there strictly for their salad. I I, I I don't like their I don't like their food. Otherwise. I don't even mind it. I know what I'm getting when I go there. Right. I know what's happening, and I'm okay with it. That's yeah. why I'm there. You <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? That's why. Don't I'm there. bother me. Yeah, don't just leave me alone. Leave me alone. First of all, I like I like Olive Garden. I want Hello, the trip my around. Name is Christina. Yeah, I want the trip around Italy where they give me like <laughs> a little bit. The tour of Italy where it's yes. like a little bit of three different entrees <laughs> and then unlimited salad and breadsticks. Okay, that's what I'm here for. Yes. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> now that we've established that, yeah, um, I'm yeah. allergic to dairy, so I don't like that place. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you so, and that's everything the, is covered. Everything in cheese. is covered in cheese. Yes, everything is cream based. That's actually tastes good. Yeah. So if you want something that's not cream based, it actually doesn't taste good. And so and they the volunteer to put cheese on anything, which I gladly accept. Yes. Like if and you I love cheese, and I will eat cheese. That I'm fine with. If you have a soup they're like do you want some grated parmesan in your minestrone and i'm yes. like yes i do i 100 percent do put a pile of it on there just go go I ham. Tell you to stop yeah yeah <laughs> go to town okay uh her father asked me to meet him at the olive garden and have lunch and talk about some things the date itself was lovely we had food we talked about things that were bothering us and we were starting to make amends I lived 45 minutes from the Olive Garden we went to. We started the drive back to my house. We decided to spend the rest of the day together. And about 15 minutes from my house, it began. The rumbling in my stomach. You know what I'm talking about when you've had too much garlic. I started to beg, please, Oh, please let me make it home to the bathroom. I will never swear again. I promise. Oh, no. I was in denial. No, no, this is not happening right now. It's just not. I got angry. God damn it. Why did this have to happen right now? I got sad. Oh, my God. I'm going to ship my pants in my (gasps) new car with my new baby in the back. (laughs) Oh, no. I finally reached acceptance. Well, this is happening. (gasps) I almost made it. Nearly. I got to the stoplight around the corner and my... And my mouths evacuated everything. <gasps> oh. This whole time, I didn't tell him what was going on. Oh, the wait. smell hit him oh. like shit being tossed through a fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've 
and you're just like, oh, I like this song on the car. And then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> the baby really did number. Um, you're like, yeah, the baby. The baby. The baby's terribly ill. The baby. <laughs> he looked at me and could see the horror on my face oh, and started no. laughing, which made me laugh, which made the situation <gasps> worse because every oh. time I laughed, more would come out. Oh, <laughs> Oh my I God. will always love my daughter's father for running inside and starting the shower and grabbing our baby who had woke up and started screeching, probably from the smell. <laughs> <let's be honest. laughs> to this day, we don't talk about it, but never again did we ever venture to the Olive Garden. Oh, I still, no. to this day, haven't eaten there. It's been 14 years. Wow. <laughs> God. After we put our full stamp of approval on the Olive Garden. I love Olive Garden. (laughs) Oh, my my God. God. I just remember reading that, and it's just like, it's so true. The bargaining, the bargaining that happens when you're in a situation like that, and you're like, Have you guys ever shit your pants? No. I I haven't, but I did get dangerously close. I got dangerously close. I I was driving. It was the same situation. I'm like looking at the ETA on my Google Maps, like, and you get like, you get like (laughs) hot, cold. Oh, God. Sweating. Yeah. And I was so oh. flustered when this happened to me because it never happened to me before. Where I, I was pee, like, I, I my have pants. to go home. I've never done either, I've but I've been my pants close because I've laughed or like sneezed too hard mm-hmm. or oh sure, puking. like a little comes out or something. Yeah, puking. That's but the one because it's like a full body retch. I mm. I had never experienced like the almost shitting your pants sensation, and I was oh. driving. And I was like, I just have to get home. And you're doing that bargaining where you're mm-hmm. like, God, please just let me get home. Oh just let me get home. And then I was so flustered that I turned the wrong way, oh. which just added like an extra two minutes to my like that arrival time. But that two minutes is crucial when you're in a situation like that. Yeah, oh. it's, it's, You feel like like fucking Jack Bauer. It's counting down. But thank God. Yeah, it's never happened to me, but... Ooh. Oh. I almost did, and this was when I gave up dairy. Well, cream dairy. Mm-hmm. I um, and I had I had known that I couldn't do much like milk, che- like cheese. I can always do it. anything hard, like a hard cheese or something. I'm fine with. I can do cheese. I cannot do cream. I cannot do yogurt. I cannot do like like a loose like dairy milk. situation. Yep. Yeah, loose dairy <laughs> is a loose in and loose out. <laughs> oh and God, it is, dude! I we went to oh this was um. I was with Chris and we were met up with Gabe to go to this restaurant. Yeah. Um, Explorers Club. Okay. And they had like a uh, shrimp, like um, shrimp and grit or grits kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And it was uh, made with cream, which I didn't know. I ordered it not knowing and I oh. didn't even think about it. Oh, no. We <laughs> were like, this on, is delicious. This is so Why good. is this so good? We murdered it on the way home back ass country road and i was like i and it hit me and i was like chris we may have to fucking pull you're over. like i have to shit right now like right, right now. now and i'm crying <laughs> and i'm like chris is starting to pull over I'm like what are you doing i'm like just go and he's like you said i don't i'm confused <laughs> i don't know <laughs> how can i help you right now <laughs> shit oh my oh, god horrible oh man yeah no i i actually um my dude face that I used to be married with was like, you need to get checked out because they're, I I poop like maybe like once every three days. I've always been like that. Yeah. 
And you um, should, I mean, they tell you you should poop at least once a day. But yeah. what a weird conversation. Wow. But, this um, is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen. All of you just started it. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe I need to eat more Olive Garden. Maybe that's Oh, my that's God. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't. You want emergency shits. Don't put that image of mm-hmm. Olive Garden in my head I for know. me. It's sad. Were you guys ready for crazy? I'm I am. so ready. Well, I told you, I, I went back and forth so much this week until I finally landed on something. Um, and I picked it. The The story itself is, uh, it's, it's rather kind of on the shorter side, but it's probably one of the most horrific things <gasps> I can think of. Holy shit. Mm. Um, so I, it really kind of was like, oh, this really shook me. So I'm going to share it. So, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Wow. So prepare fair, to be shook. Fairly recent. And I don't know if you guys know this one because it's kind of like, it's kind of obscure. I think there was a dateline on it. Um, I got most of mine from like uh, random uh, Grimes County newspaper stuff like Des Moines mm. Register. <laughs> Des Moines. So love those local newspapers. Me yes. too. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So, Angie Van Huel was a math teacher um, in her hometown of Waukee, Waukee. It's uh, spell it like you say it. I'm W A U K E E. If you guys, like if, if one of our like listeners, Milwaukee, if one right? of our listeners yeah. know, feel free yeah. to it's, write I mean, in phonetically. It's the, it's the back half of Milwaukee, basically. Right. Yeah. When um, and it's it's in Iowa. So she's she's single. She's, you know, in her in her 20s, she's single, she's going on dates with people, but just a nice, normal math teacher, sweet. She's really cute looking. Um, but in the summer of 2013, she matches and meets this guy, Justin Michael. And Justin she, Michael, two first names. Yes. Red flag. She says there was an instant attraction. And after her third date, she texted her friend and said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to marry this guy. And they talk about it. And I, I have had this, this theory that um, this is going to be super nerdy. I'm going to say it anyways. But um, that whole like if time is a place and not like a forward moving mm-hmm. thing that we have. So everything that has happened and will happen is happening. Do you ever think that when you meet somebody and you feel that instant mm-hmm. connection, like that real instant connection, it's because you know them for like in the future, like you're mm-hmm. you're sensing that that futureness because yeah. it's all there already. I never have thought that, but I I get it. <laughs> but no, I get I it. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like I had that with. I always assume it's past life stuff, which is way weirder than what you just said. So I, I had that feeling with with handyman, like mm-hmm. that instant, and it's like it's you're different from attraction. It's just like it is different from attraction because yep. it can also happen with friendships. Yeah, like you can meet like, someone where because uh, I'm somebody who is like I always want to feel. I always want to fill an empty silence. I always want to be talking to people. Like if I never want there to be like an uncomfortability. And I'm always scared of having uncomfortability with people I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I know if I can meet someone and feel immediately at ease, yeah. Yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a it's like a soul connection. It's so right, yeah. and it's not necessarily romantic. It's no. just no. like a thing that can happen with 
people. And yeah. I, I think that that's, that's beautiful. Like you, we talked about this when we talked about soulmates. Soulmates can yeah. be people who are your romantic interests, but they can also be friends. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about Justin Michael. He has been described as one of life's givers. He was 30 years old, keen outdoorsman, an adventurer, a gardener, and a volleyball player. He was a graduate of Iowa State. He had a degree in public service and administration. And after having accompanied his father on a mission trip to Egypt, he was passionate about community service. So he subsequently volunteered for Habitat for Humanity. Wow. Um, you see his pictures. He's just like, Adult he's baby. like a good, a good I, I regret saying a red flag about I your know. two first names, Justin Michael. I'm sorry. I it too. And I mean, he, he worked at Wells Fargo. He was like, you know, helped out with like loans and he, everything. I, he and sounds like someone I would know. Like Iowa. I, yeah. I, I picture this. He's like a Midwest guy. good guy. Yeah. Like not, not nice guy TM, like a good guy. A good guy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Where he's just like solid dude. Mm-hmm. Just super solid. You want to help people because like you want to help them. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. So I hope he's not the murderer. Oh my god, please. Uh, I can't keep flip-flopping on Justin Michael. So she she knew it like right after like a couple dates. So she had been casually like dating a few other people. Like I'm like get a girl, same. Mm-hmm. When things Yeah, you're progress, not exclusive. Yeah, when things progress when you're like, "Oh, no, I actually feel a connection with this. I got to let everybody else, all the other people orbiting like, "Hey, had a good time." But it's I'm kind real, of but kind of dating other people now. So she does that. She's like, does her text round and is like, you know, I'm seeing somebody now. So after whirlwind romance, they went skydiving. They're just like dating exclusively. Two months into their relationship, Justin proposes and she Aww. accepts. They um they planned on a fairly long engagement with a big family wedding to follow by the sea. And like everybody at work was super, super excited. They're like, you're getting married. This is awesome. They have like a cake in the conference room oh, like, of the bank. That's the the most. Yeah. And everybody's congratulating them. two him. months. But, I can't like But there's months. one guy at the bank who sits in his cubicle and seethes. Very <gasps> upset. I think I know this story. Okay. Because... He had just recently gotten a text <gasps> yes, from oh, Angie. Yeah. They have been like hooking up and dating for a while. And she's like, yeah, I met somebody really great. So sorry. And he just didn't, didn't, didn't really, uh, didn't, didn't sit really well. didn't sit well. Uh, th- this story is bananas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. This coworker was, David Moffat, and he was quietly dying inside. He's a 26-year-old accounting graduate. Um, he worked in the same department as Justin. And uh, small. fucking awkward. Yeah. So apparently getting dumped by text message after kind of casually seeing each other for three months was a trigger for this dude. Well, I mean, it is kind of like it would be it would seem weird like if you were dating somebody for three months and then they started seeing someone and were engaged like immediately immediately like like what if you were date not not defending this guy at all okay i know know where this story is going not defending him at all but like if you were dating somebody for three months 
and then they broke up with you via text and you worked with someone who they got engaged to it'd be rough (laughs) it would be weird yeah but if you were dating dating because that's the thing like dating is such a a weird term it it means so many and it can be confusing because Mm -hmm. what she may have thought of was just like casually going out on Mm -hmm. dates and not like exclusive may have been like we're dating. Yeah. I you mean, know, this is this, like it how is, much stank are you putting on that word? It's why it's dating? important are to you dating? establish your boundaries. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Establish where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ooh, yeah. yikes. Yikes. So the engagement deeply unsettled David in January of 2014. So this is like only like six months later. He complained to his therapist about having murderous thoughts. So the therapist is like, here's some pills. You can take some pills, but doesn't do anything else. And he stops really going to the therapist. And I'm like, don't you have to report something like that? If someone's like, I'm feeling if you truly murdery. believe that they are a danger to themselves or others, I believe you have an obligation to report. Right. But uh, I don't know. Where's the line between truly believing it and just thinking that this is somebody who needs it, yeah. therapy? So by, by April of this year, uh, of 2014, he appeared to conduct a number of bizarre Google searches on his computer, such as how to get away with murder, oh love triangle murders. Fruit. Maybe he really loves that show. Fruit. Uh, honestly, he's just like, I really like Viola Davis. I don't know. <laughs> Fruit that resembles the human skull. It, oh, so he's going to practice at home, put up some fucking like saran wrap. No, and like, like it. And what does hell look like? Oh, that's Which not a healthy brain. The saddest thing oh. ever. If you're good, oh my god! I mean, my Google search history is pretty. <sighs> I mean, it could be really damning if a- looked absolutely. at. Absolutely, <laughs> all the murder stuff that I'm, we're constantly looking at. But I, uh, what does hell look like? Oh, there's something so sad it's about that. Very sad because you're dealing with somebody who truly believes that hell exists and that they could be going there and still want to follow through with whatever they're thinking about mm. doing. Like, isn't that dark? Oh, so bad. Mm. So yeah, I he's, like it. Um, he ends up quitting his job at Wells Fargo in like February too. Like he can't stand like working, and so he just spends his nights sitting outside of their house watching and taking notes on their comings and goings does this is this scary like the fact that you could date someone for three months and they could be this fixated on you this is exactly why it fucking terrifies because that's really scary i mean you know i devil's advocated in the beginning of like yeah it would be weird and it would feel weird if that happened to you but at the same time, if you dated someone for three months, you definitely don't expect them to be like committed, for fixated life. on yeah. you yeah. like that. Like that. That's fucking. Yeah. So I scary. Don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It terrifies me that. And she no, no idea about it. I mean, he sent some like nasty texts back to her on the first text but then that was like that was it so yeah. she had no and unfortunately that's kind of like par for the course right exactly in, in the dating scene you're like yeah. oh yeah you sent me some shitty your ego was bruised and you sent me some shitty messages but then you expect people to like move, move on the fuck on yeah and what if they fucking don't and what if they spend the next few months googling what does hell look like wow. and sitting outside of your fucking house keeping track of 
you're coming and going. Somehow he also figures out one of her other ex's names. His name's Andrew Wegner. And so he decides, he takes this whole big thing, he makes a fake ID, and he purchases a gun under Andrew's name. No. Mm-hmm. He is like researched this Damn, whole thing. Son, this so. poor woman, I can't even imagine. Like and just being oblivious. the center like, just, of this like cyclone. Wow. Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, like everybody, like their families are overjoyed. They're actually like, um, you know, super excited planning this wedding. And it, it, she's like met her, her dream mm-hmm. man. So on May 8th of 2014, they go to bed that night. Um, his mother is actually visiting, like getting ready for Mother's Day. And they're going to, you know, spend time together. They all settle in for the night. His mother wakes up in the middle of the night to see a silhouette in her door and is like kind of groggy and confused thinking that maybe it's... Um, Ghost. Yeah. That's what I would think. <laughs> yeah, Ghost. obviously. She's like, do you have feet or are you hovering? Yeah, she thinks it's, it's one of the kids until... Like she sees like a red light or whatever, but she's like disoriented. And then she hears pop, 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 pop in the next room. (gasps) And she hears the girl screaming. So basically what has happened is someone has broken into the house and shot Justin, shot him dead in the head, in the neck and in the torso. And he's just, he's, He's dead. Didn't hurt, touch Angie or anyone else. Um, unplugged and, and moved a DVD player. They think okay. to make it look like a burglary. Okay. But, and then just like bounced. Um, so police obviously respond to this and are like, I mean, this is a huge deal. But an off-duty police officer around five or six miles away runs into somebody that's had a really bad traffic accident and has totaled their car in the ditch so that he helps the guy like get a taxi home um the next day they go and and look at the car that's still there and are wrecked and they see um they see ammunition (laughs) that matches the ammunition that was at the crime scene and they see andrew wegner's like id and everything like that so they're like but this car is registered this Mm. ford taurus belongs to David Moffat, this is really strange. Wow. So they arrest him literally the next day because he got into a car oh, crash and they're geez. unraveling like, okay, what's going on here? And and yeah, so he he pretty much, he lawyers up. They go to trial and he pleads insanity. Oh, I remember this being one of the more convoluted Datelines that I watched. Oh, it was a dateline. Yeah, because yeah, it was a dateline, and I remember it being confusing because it was confusing. You have these two ex boyfriends who are tied to this woman, but right. like you can't because the guy. It, it wasn't the thing where like the guy who sold the gun was like, "Well, this was the ID that was given to me, and right. it's the w- Wagner." But then right. they have the car of. My, and it was like so. I remember watching it and being like, "What? Wait, what? Happening? Yeah, yeah." It's like, confusing because they're like. Okay, so someone, it obviously wasn't a burglary. Someone wanted Justin dead. Right. And like at first the police were like, was he involved in like drugs or like any kind of like illegal activities? And they suspected her as well because she didn't respond the way they expected her to respond. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. she wasn't as like over the top, I guess like 
crying and hysterical I, or it's you know because I, I, I remember watching stop. it yeah and so they were they were like oh we think she may have been involved in this mm-hmm. you know and yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. remember that so then they they finally because she was like concerned because she was like well i mean it was obvious he was the target and she was like you know i've only known him for a couple of months like am i do i not know this person at all like who would be targeting him because right. she didn't even think that it's why would she why would right. she yeah think that somebody that she went out with for a few dates last year jesus went fucking banana sandwich jesus and killed her fucking fiance in bed in her bed i'm with just like her sleeping with her next. sleeping right. next yeah and they and tried her mom the other room yeah his, his mom. mom that's what yeah 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 wow yeah and i know they use that against her too where they were like how did you stay as because she said like i i was asleep until like she heard the and they were like they i don't know they did a lot of victim blamey shit with her that was really upsetting to yeah. me yeah. yeah but so um he's trying to plead insanity um, that basically like that text like triggered him so much and he was having these murderous thoughts for and six he just months went, he just went crazy okay come mm. on and it's like <laughs> yeah that's not a defense though i've no. i've been i've been fucking crazy and mad and obsessed for like long periods of time i didn't get a fake id right and purchase a firearm that's exactly and right sit outside someone's house night in and night out and plan a fuck like a premeditate a murder well, this is yeah. the clearest case yeah of murder of, in the first degree yes. ever we've ever. talked about that before where like uh, yes yeah i think we talked about it in on a recent episode it's like we've all done cringy shame receipt worthy like being so into someone that it made yes. us insane and yeah. like everyone's experienced that or most people right. have experienced mm-hmm. that but that's that's not the same like the definition of like insanity through the law is like you didn't know what you were doing when you did it right. so it's typically something that happens in the moment if you had enough forethought to plan for right. six months you saw a you therapist a fake ID. you got yeah. a fake id you had the forethought to frame somebody else right, right. like there's just no way there's no also, way this was something that happened without your can we talk realizing. about the fact that like the way he got the gun is he saw an ad in the newspaper. Someone's just selling a gun. And so he went with his fake ID, which is and and was able to get a fucking gun wow. like that. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a big fuck. No, that yeah. shouldn't be able to happen. No, it shouldn't also, be able to happen me, as somebody who's like purchasing a gun wouldn't i be concerned that somebody just wants to off and a gun get off you know well but you know what like Like, as as, crimes are on this bitch (laughs) as three like midwest girls it's just like people do that all the time Mm -hmm. it's like i i don't think that because they they talk to the guy on dateline they talk to the guy who sold the gun and it's obvious that he has remorse for like what happened but in hit like the Midwest and the South and like, yeah. it's just common. like that. It's so common to, you would just assume that someone's wanting to buy it for hunting or for practice shooting or sure. for whatever, Ugh. because people use guns as recreation yeah. so often that, you know, you just, it wouldn't cross your mind that like this person wants to do crimes with this. Right. Mm. You know? But yeah, I just, for, for me, and then he was obviously like, he was found guilty and he's in jail for the rest of his life and he's appealing it and stuff. And there's his appeals are still like on ongoing, but yeah, I, to me, like this one just got me because I, I, I think about 
you know, I've dated a number of people casually. I have quote unquote broken up with people through right. text, but I'm like, we weren't, you know, it's just like, yeah. hey, this isn't working out anymore. Or you just quietly like fade away or what have you. But to think of somebody like that out there that's just like sitting there seething, seething, seething. Well, obsession is scary. Have you ever had somebody like either of you? Have, have you ever had somebody who was like obsessed with you? I do. I do. There is one. There is one guy actually right now who I went out on like one date with, and I I don't know why I should just like block him. He still texts sporadically, mm-hmm. like once a week. And this we went out on a date like over a year Stabler? ago. Stabler is it Stabler? Oh yeah. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I have a guy. I never even went out on a date with him. And he is, he scares, like, he actually, like, scares me. Like, he kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. And I still have him on, like, my social media and things like that because I'm, like, I feel like it would be worse if I were to, like, cut cut things off. Like, you know, like, completely, like block this person out of my life you know and there's also something to be said for being like okay in some small way i can kind of keep tabs on Mm -hmm. yes right yeah i can keep an eye on what's going on instead of feeling like you know blindsided yeah 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 yeah. i mean it's it's Mm. scary like you know that's that shit's scary obsession is very very scary but out of your control imagine like this this dude too like (laughs) working with him like for I just see him at his cubicle, like angry typing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? While everyone's having cake. Congratulations on your engagement. And he's just like, Ugh. what? Oh. God, that is so, it's just also to me, it's so weird. It's like there are fucking 7 billion people on this planet. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to get fixated on this one person? Right. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. there are so many people on this it, planet. I mean, it hurts. It hurts to get broken up with, but I'm like, oh man. But it just means someone get- else is out there who's like better for exactly. you. Exactly. That's all that <sighs> means, you know? Mm, yeah. So there you go. Yikes on bikes. Yikes on bikes. Wow. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. We're, we're all like, <laughs> what a heavy episode. What a weird episode we've had. I know. It's like fucking. Even my, even my uh, thing that I've been watching recently, my, our kind of post script that we usually do is. Yeah called the midwife which i'm fucking <gasps> oh, in love I with but it's so sad like it's it's it's, it's a it's the it's, perfect mixture yeah. of like sad tears and happy tears yep they do a very good um kind of cocktail of like this episode is going to be tragic sad and you're going to cry about that and then this episode is going to be joyful like tears, tears you yeah. know oh, like okay. it's it's so, so good. good it is so good oh uh, i love that show so that's what i've been mm. doing with my week i am watching backlogged episodes of Call the Midwife. Mm, oh, so good to, to get started. I actually have not watched like anything this week. I've been running around like crazy. I I really like, I need a nap. I need a nap <laughs> and, <laughs> and something. And I'm, I'm all caught up on Schitt's Creek. I rewatched it like again because I was just so I funny. Just love it oh so my God. Much. It's my favorite. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Moira. David is the funniest. I I I, I love Moira, Alexis. but for me, oh my Alexis. God, 
And, and I love the way Alexis says David's name. David. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I love it. It's so funny. Um, well, I watched, and I wanted to shout out, I watched Jenny Slate has a special that is like half documentary, half oh, stand-up yeah, special. I want to see that. I want to see that too. Called, it good. called Stage Fright. And I will admit, I think she's fucking hilarious. Like on Parks and Rec, I think she's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments with her where I'm like, oh, this seems like a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it seems like a lot. But I love I loved her in that I loved getting to see her be vulnerable. I didn't know she had gone through a divorce and she's very, very vulnerable about like her feelings about what that's like for her and getting past that. And, oh you know, and it, it really was see this. it was very good. I loved seeing somebody who is so. I think it's important to be reminded that people who are very like successful and smart and funny still have shit that they're like dealing with and trying to get over. And they're still like very flawed, like human beings. It's going to sound really stupid, but that's how I felt when I watched the Katy Perry documentary. No, she was going through that with Russell Brand. Like I think all of that is very fair. It's like people are people, right? And you know, everyone has like their shit, and it is important to be reminded of that. Looping it back to the beginning of this episode, where like we have these inferiority complexes, Mm. that it's not an exclusive experience to us. It's a very like normal human experience, you know. So that's really good. You should totally watch Stage Right. I enjoyed it a lot. And um, with my ongoing office versus Parks and Rec uh, <laughs> debate, yeah. um, I am actually really enjoying The Office now. They're I've gotten so into different. the I've gotten into the groove of it. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I fucking love Stanley. I think Stanley is hilarious. Uh, his reactions in The Office are what I feel like uh, that's where my soul was when I was in in an <laughs> office. I was just like, I'm here to get paid. We're running out the clock. That's what we're yeah. here for. Um, I think it's funny, but they are very 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 different shows yeah Yeah. like i love the the office did you see the fire fire drill episode yet not yet oh god God, not yet but i i love the office because it's pushing me out of my comfort zone of like i'm so cringe averse yeah i fucking hate being stuck in that situation that's why i never watched the office and and the office is like a bunch of people who you can tell they love each other, but they're mean to each other. And yeah. Parks and Rec, it's like a cozy blanket where they're all like friends and it's funny. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so they're very, they're different. Yeah. But I love them. I love them both. Okay. Yeah. All I right. I love you equally. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got uh, recommendations for stuff that we should watch or you've got stories, we're always... Send us your stories. Send us your stories. Mm-hmm. Holiday stories, please. Yes. Oh, my God. Get those holiday stories in. Yes. Oof. They're my favorite. I went back and reread the one. My my favorite is still that, that dude being in the, the closet and oh. being discovered. Mm-hmm. So funny. <laughs> Teen stories. I, I'll take a high school story every day. Oh. Yes. I fucking, when I think about holiday stories, I, I really think about that man who took the wrong lady to his office party oh, and it was yes. like a disaster yes. oh, oh disaster holiday office parties oh that's, yes that's, yes oh my gosh. please, please i that. am i am living my life right now hoping that i get to be the disaster holiday <gasps> no that you bring. don't want that at all the shame receipt of waking up and realizing what you've done like, I, oh, no. I would never like, live I it fucking down. destroyed that guy's career yeah, you're like <laughs> I, oh, I need shit. I need to be drunk for the rest of my life now to get over the shame of 
<laughs> what just happened here. Like a lobotomy, please. Yes. <laughs> Go to our one-stop shop of a website at myworstdatepodcast.com. We've got merch. we got a Facebook group. We've got a Patreon. We've got so much stuff, and we would just really appreciate you coming and hanging hang out, out with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.